In Jesus' name, uh, the text as such, although that's a funny way to say it, is the seventh commandment and its explanation. I think the uh, commandment and its explanation go to the root of the development of community. Because they go to the roots of the development of personal relationships, honesty, integrity, and support. So, how are you doing, we, us, me, in helping our neighbor improve and protect his property and his business? For purposes of this brief homily, our neighbor is our colleagues here in this community. And for purposes of this brief homily, property and business on this campus has to do with the business of being a student or the business of being a faculty member or of a spouse or a child here. Now, all that's too limiting for a longer sermon, but five minutes. How are you doing in helping your colleagues improve and protect their business, their business of being a student, of preparing to be a deaconess or a pastor. My short explanation of the small catechism of CPH 1943, I'm old enough to still have used that, you know, suggests what God requires. Help our neighbor to improve and protect his property and business. Help him, sick our neighbor, in every need. Rejoice when we see our neighbor prosper. At those three... Help him to improve and protect his property and business. Help our neighbor in every need. Help rejoice when we see our neighbor prosper. Okay, so here goes. Seminarian 1 gets an A. Seminarian B, after hard work, gets a B minus. Seminarian seminarian 2... Uh, Seminarian 1 gets the A. Seminary 2 gets a B minus. Talks over his feelings of irritation and uh, of envy with his spiritual director and is then able to rejoice when we see our neighbor prosper. But he had to deal with the envy first. Seminarian 3 has two interviews scheduled for team ministry. Seminarian 4, who wants team ministry, has none scheduled his feeling of anxiety and distress overwhelming. He keeps smiling, because you're supposed to on campus, of course, but, but it's hard. Rejoice when we see our neighbor prosper. Seminarian five is abusing alcohol and tobacco. Seminary six figures it's a private matter. Help him in every need. Seminarian 7 lacks confidence in himself despite the facts that all signs are really positive. Seminary 8 avoids the subject, rationalizing it's all his own stuff and it'll all work out when a call comes and the Holy Spirit acts and a miracle will happen. Help him in every need. Seminarian 9, under time and stress difficulties, chooses to take information from an unnamed source and present it as her or his own. Seminarian 10 knows this and empathically addresses it 
urging repentance and restitution help our neighbor to improve and protect his property and business. Faculty member one makes or writes a book and has an autograph party. Faculty member two says, Oi! Like me, for instance, who's hardly written anything. So I got to work through a little bit of envy at a desire to find some critical something wrong with a book. (laughs) Working through that so that I can heartfeltly recommend the book, help him in every need, rejoice when we see our neighbor prosper. Got the point of it, the seventh commandment? Well, if you've got it, do it. God commands it. Now, I thought I'd just say amen here and walk away and wonder if you'd still have an empty, dark heart. But then I thought that would be too dramatic even for me. If your hearts are now heavy... And you believed that in this homily you have yet to hear something important. That's the way the law is. Because if we paint a picture based on the commandment of what we should do and then tell everybody to do it, we're actually in worse shape and you shouldn't have come to chapel in the first place. Your hearts are heavy because there is only law so far. Only what we should be doing, and as we paint a picture of what we should be doing, we are appropriately in despair. What you have missed so far is the gospel, and that's why your heart should be heavy, and if I hadn't kept going, you should have confronted me, gently, I hope, as a Lutheran pastor, so here's the gospel. When you and I come up against the reality of what God actually expects, we have, in fact, a picture of what we ought to do, but we are powerless to do it without Christ. And it is to Christ's cross and in the power of the empty tomb that we take our vision of what we wish to be and hope to be and God commands us to be and empty we approach the cross and say, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. For we have not only not fulfilled it, but we have actually violated it. And Christ takes it and sweeps it into his cross where forgiveness and love and care and empathy reign all in the cross and resurrection of Christ. And even more wonderfully, God's interest in us in in our new lives in Christ is so great that God sends his Holy Spirit that we may indeed imperfectly, but indeed, help our neighbor to improve and protect his property and business in ways that are pleasing to God 
in Christ always, always at the foot of the cross. Amen.